Welcome to the podcast for Epworth United Methodist Church in Berkeley, California. I'm Pastor Kristen Stone King. Our mission at Epworth is to live out God's love for all. We strengthen our faith as we worship, study, develop a creative, supportive community, and serve others. Together, we encourage each other, challenge each other, and welcome all people on their journey of faith. We are a reconciling congregation, meaning that persons of all sexual orientations and gender identities are welcomed to help transform our church and our world into the full expression of Christ's inclusive love. We are a sanctuary church advocating for the rights and dignity of immigrants, and we stand in solidarity with the movement for Black Lives. Our podcast blends a taste of the music that we experience here in worship on Sunday mornings, along with a scripture reading and a message. Today's scripture is from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 12, verses 49 to 56. Jesus is speaking with his disciples. I came to bring fire to the earth, and how I wish it were already kindled. I have a baptism with which to be baptized, and what stress I am under until it is completed. Do you think that I have come to bring peace to the earth? No, I tell you, but rather division. From now on, five in one household will be divided, three against two and two against three. They will be divided father against son and son against father, mother against daughter and daughter against mother, 
mother-in-law against her daughter-in-law and daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. He also said to the crowds, when you see a cloud rising in the west, you immediately say it's going to rain. And so it happens. And when you see the south wind blowing, you say there will be scorching heat. And it happens. You hypocrites. You know how to interpret the appearance of earth and sky, but why do you not know how to interpret the present time? A reading from the Gospel. Gracious and loving God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O God, our strength and our Redeemer. It's a little bit of deja vu for me to stand here. I remember um, various shenanigans <laughs> in the choir loft. <laughs> up in the balcony and various other places in the church. Um, so it feels, um, it feels very at home here. When Christian invited me to preach today, I agreed before I looked at the lectionary. <laughs> For those who might be new to church language, the lectionary is a three-year cycle of readings assigned to each Sunday of the year, and many churches will focus the service around one or more of the readings. So I looked first at the gospel reading from Luke, that's what you heard this morning. Oh great, I thought, fire and division within families. <laughs> so I thought perhaps I could pass by turning to the Hebrew Bible text. But Isaiah describes God in a fury, devouring a vineyard until it is trampled and dried up because God has withheld the rain. Hmm. I noticed that a few weeks ago when Sam Lewis was the guest preacher, she drew Amos 8, which was another dire passage about the absence of God's word and destruction on the day of the Lord. One might think that Kristen schedules her guest preachers <laughs> around the lectionary. <laughs> In all seriousness, I think it's important to wrestle with these hard texts because they have a context that is often overlooked and because sometimes both progressive and conservative preachers do harm by developing a theology that ignores the bigger picture of scripture. When I taught introductory Bible courses at Simpson, and I didn't only teach Hebrew Bible, I taught all the Bible courses, so <laughs> New Testament, um, as well. I often would write this statement on the board early in the semester. Your score on the exam is 45. And then I would turn to the class and ask, any questions? <laughs> of course the students had questions, as they should. 45 out of what? 45 out of 50? 45 out of 100? And of course, 
I mean, context is critical. And those of us who have been quoted out of context, whether in a newspaper, and here I'm dating myself, or a courtroom, or in a report of a conversation among family and friends, know what it's like to hear a single sentence or a few sentences that do not represent the intent, tone, or setting of what we said. When Jesus says something that sounds a bit off, like, do not think I have come to bring peace, I have come to bring division, asking questions is a good idea. So what's the scriptural context here? Ever since the transfiguration of Jesus in the ninth chapter of Luke, when Jesus took Peter, James, and John up to a mountain with him to pray, Jesus has been on his way to Jerusalem. And in that pivotal story, Moses and Elijah appear with Jesus and they speak with him about his exodus to Jerusalem. A very deliberate word that literally gets lost in translation because it's usually rendered departure. But these saints of old, Luke tells us, talk with Jesus about the exodus which he would accomplish at Jerusalem. A movement out of slavery and death into freedom, but freedom only at the price of trial and crucifixion. After that moment of transfiguration, Jesus moves steadfastly into conflict and into certain death, teaching as he goes. At the very end of chapter 11, Luke tells us that the scribes and Pharisees, religious leaders, were very hostile toward Jesus and waiting to catch him, to trip him in something he said. Jesus calls the leaders hypocrites. And then he tells a parable about a rich fool who accumulated so many things he had to build more barns. And then he died. He tells his disciples not to worry about having enough and advises sell your possessions and give to the poor. He says pay attention for you don't know when the son of humanity will come. And Peter, I love Peter even though he so often misunderstands. Peter finally asks, are you telling this parable for us or for everyone? And Jesus, who almost never directly answers a question, just drives you crazy sometimes, <laughs> says, if you've been given a lot, much will be expected. Today's reading follows. I came to bring fire to the earth, and how I wish it were already kindled. Do you think that I have come to bring peace to the earth? No, I tell you, but division. Even households will be divided. And finally, Jesus broadens the charge of hypocrisy to everyone who is listening. You hypocrites. You know how to interpret the appearance of the earth and sky, but why do you not know how to interpret the present time? Does any of this context help? All is not well 
in Galilee and Judea. Religious leaders are abusing power. The wealthy accumulate more and more while the poor get poorer. Families are divided. Jesus is journeying toward his death, which Luke's readers already know. Jesus is tired and he is grumpy. His own disciples keep misunderstanding him. I can almost hear the undertone, let's get this over with. Let's get the fire burning. Let's cast away all that is keeping us from building a true community. Fire, as we in California know well, is scary. It's a blessing when it's contained in a fireplace on a cold night, and it's terrifying when it burns through years of accumulated fuel and jumps highways and destroys homes and forests. It's an image of destruction, and yet it brings the promise of new life and new starts. It's a symbol of the Holy Spirit. It's also a symbol of purifying, getting rid of all that needs to be gone. In Luke's gospel, Jesus is heralded as a prince of peace, but also proclaims that he will disrupt the peace. As I wrestled with this sermon, I discovered a new appreciation for a hymn that is not very familiar, though I think it's always been in Methodist hymnals. It's Charles Wesley's See How Great a Flame Aspires. And here is Wesley's interpretation of today's reading. See how great a flame aspires kindled by a spark of grace. Jesus' love the nation's fires sets the kingdoms on a blaze to bring fire. On earth he came, kindled in some hearts it is. Oh, that all might catch the flame, all partake the glorious bliss. When I read that hymn again, I thought, of course, kindled by a spark of grace. Of course, grace. Grace is the bedrock, the hallmark, certainly of Wesley's understanding of the gospel. And if grace kindles the fire, no wonder Jesus wants it to happen. Let the fire burn up all that stands between us and love, whether possessions that enslave us or prejudices that imprison us or fears that paralyze us. Let the fire burn until we are so passionate for justice and love that we cannot hold back. Let the fire kindle in us the peace that Martin Luther King Jr. described, which is not the peace that is the absence of tension, but the peace that is the presence of justice. And that peace will always come with disquiet and unrest. King wrote many years ago, there are some things in our nation and in our world to which I'm proud to be maladjusted because I never intend to adjust myself to segregation and discrimination and I never intend to become adjusted to religious bigotry. Epworth has been about disturbing the peace for a long time. 
making plain the injustice of the world, publicly displaying on the outside of the building on Hopkins Street the stories of black and brown people whose lives have been taken, displaying the rainbow doors of welcome on the lawn when the institutional church has not been willing to fulfill the promise of open hearts, open minds, open doors, disturbing the peace, asking the hard questions can be a holy pursuit. But when we disturb what is, let it be with grace for each other and for ourselves, because only the fire kindled by grace will result in the kingdom of God, which is the essence of Jesus' teaching. May we love the questions and may we live our way into God's kingdom with thanksgiving and with courage. Amen.
You've been listening to the podcast for Epworth United Methodist Church in Berkeley, California. Wherever you're located, we'd love for you to take a next step in growing in faith in this community. Our online worship is at 10 a.m. on Sunday mornings on Facebook, YouTube, and on our website at epworthberkeley.org. Or you can fill out an online connect card at epworthberkeley.org backslash connect. Have a great week.